You're listening to the Crochet Conversations podcast with Ines and Mel, and this is episode 49, the many subcategories of crochet, part two. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the pod. The poddies. The poddies. Happy Sunday, guys. Happy Sunday, everybody. We are incredibly excited today, not for anything related to this episode, but <laughs> on the fact that we are going on a holiday. 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 <laughs> we have three more days. Oh, wait. Three, yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We have three more days till we leave. Uh-huh. We leave Wednesday morning and then yeah. we're gone until the following Wednesday. So yeah. after... Two years also two also, years yeah. being in lockdown in Singapore where we're from. We're finally leaving the country. We are incredibly excited. Only also because it's not just me and Mel, it's with a friend and yeah. a couple of friends we'll be going to. So I am so excited. This we we obviously have to pre-record. Yeah, the the next episode. Next week, yeah. So yeah. don't worry, <laughs> there will be an episode out next week. We just I'm just excited. We can't wait to get it done. So Today, we are following up on last week, uh, last week's ep- Oh, and before we begin, I'm so sorry guys, last week our episode was uploaded late. And we had scheduled it, at, we th- well, we thought we had scheduled it, but it didn't go up as planned and we didn't know until some of you started asking us, where's the episode? Where's the episode? Where? <laughs> Hello? Where's the episode? So we fixed it and it was uploaded pretty late Tuesday night. So I'm so sorry for that again. Uh, we will be more careful. Yeah. And also, it's, you know, coming up to our one-year anniversary soon for the podcast. Yes. Yeah, now that you mention it. One year. Oh, goodness. Who would have thought we would do one year and last one year without, you know, any yeah. advertising or anything. Yeah. And it's it's growing, so... It is. Yeah, I mean, really, thanks to everyone. Yeah. Okay, so, um, last week we talked about the different subgenres or subcategories of crochet and we didn't think it would last for so long but <laughs> yeah. it did so now we have to come back and do a part second two. part yeah so this second part is about all the stitches or, or you see stitches i can't even say i can't even say category <laughs> all the different types of stitches or subcategories that i personally don't consider categories and i was going right. to cover this in the, uh, the previous, previous episode yeah but i didn't so before we begin, maybe I should do a little short recap of yeah. the previous episode. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think it's better to do a recap. A recap, right. Okay, so in the previous episode, I talked about um, the subcategories and what it's actually made of. And I listed some that I feel that are true subcategories of crochet. And there are only four. It's actually not a lot. You know, it feels like crochet has a lot of different genres and categories, subcategories. But to be honest, in my opinion, in my very humble opinion, it's only four. Yeah. And that is amigurumi, freeform, Tunisian, and beaded crochet. Yeah. So all these I covered and I went in depth. Well, I went, I gave a slight summary, you know, about what these different categories are and what they entail and why I think they are considered true categories. I also did do like um, like a second tier. Yeah. <laughs> what would you call it? Like a tier two. <laughs> like uh, like those categories that sort of fall in the grey area? It's like in the Venn diagram between categories and not, not categories. categories. It's the middle the bit in-between. that overlaps. Yeah. yeah. So I still don't consider consider those as true subcategories, but I can see why it yeah. would, you know, people would claim that it's a subcategory. Category on its own, yeah. And those are fillet crochet, hairpin crochet, overlay crochet, 
tapestry and C2C, which is corner to corner. And in this episode, I'm going to cover one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Wow. Eight. That's a lot, right? Yeah, that's a lot. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, because Mel doesn't know what I'm what I'm going to talk about today and how many categories there are yeah. actually. For there to be, be even more than 10 fake, in inverted comma, fake <laughs> categories or not true categories. Almost 10. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. Yeah, so I have eight different things and this is why I feel that people, when they Google, you know, categories of yeah. crochet or subcategories of crochet, it gets confusing. Because like I said, you know, people list, uh, on Google would list a double crochet beside a C2C and say these are things you have to learn, you know, single besides a shell stitch, beside popcorn stitch, and then you have treble crochet Yeah. in the mix of all that. And the name of it, you know, half double crochet, treble crochet, it's actually, a, it's, it's confusing because it is. it should be half double stitch. Right. You know, or double stitch or like single stitch. But, you know, the names of the stitch itself has the word crochet in it. So it sounds like a title almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's my opinion. Yeah. I I can see why having all these different terms or people calling it or misrepresenting it as a category Mm. can be very confusing for, let's say, a beginner who's trying to maybe pick up crochet on your own. And also, it's not these people's fault. It's not their fault because... I believe that they truly feel like it's a subcategory. Right. Because crochet is such a personal art, right? My double crochet could look and have a very different feel from your double crochet. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's so subjective to the individual person. So if to you, you deem it as a subcategory for yourself, then fine. Okay, you know, that's I see. What you can do that for yourself. But I think it's, it's not wrong, but it's yeah. not so accurate to, you know, if we were to come together as a collective to explain subcategories, I don't think it's accurate. Yeah. I also don't think that, you know, it's like, I don't think a series of stitch patterns constitutes a whole subgenre of it just because it's popular or just because people like to work on it yeah. exclusively. Yeah. So that's my just justification for, you know, what I don't consider or do consider a subcategory. So I think that's, let's jump right in. Let's talk about the different crochet. I'm gonna <laughs> give to it a use my words carefully. Uh, stitch patterns uh-huh. that is sometimes mistaken for subcategories. Okay, that's a, that's that's a long quite time. A long time though. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's let's jump right in. Number A. Number A. <laughs> Number A. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> no, because I have written it down as A B C D E F G mm-hmm. H. Mm-hmm. Because I already have listed everything else as one, two, three, four, uh, five. Right. So I was I was afraid that I might confuse myself because my notes are what they are, right? They are yeah. notes, right? Sure. <laughs> it's not a nicely written out. Yeah. I mean whatever works for you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just gonna say point A. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That sounds better. So point A, number number A. No, I wanna say number A. <laughs> number A is Aaron Crochet. Aaron. Yeah, or Aaron Crochet. A R A N. Not like A-R-A-N. not like the name Aaron, oh, okay. you know. But A R A N Crochet Aaron. And it's also it's spelled the same as the yarn weight, so like Aaron weight. Oh crochet. Okay. So but it's not the same thing, okay? So it has the same name, but it's not the same thing. And so don't confuse it, Aaron Crochet, don't confuse it with Aaron Weight Yarn. Okay, so okay. Aaron weight is a category kind of like DK and fingering. Oh, right. Okay, got okay. it. So it's just a 
Aaron, weight yarn is just a category of yarn, but as long as you don't hear the word weight, then Aaron crochet refers to something more specific. And Aaron crochet usually deals with a lot of cable cabling, so a lot of front posts, um, front and back posts, so very similar to like Celtic crosses. So if you'll see a piece of work done, like a big blanket or anything, and it has a lot of cabling done, mm -hmm. like front and back post cabling, then it's most likely Aaron crochet. So Aaron crochet works with front and back post double crochet to create patterns all throughout the work, travelling upwards mm. row by row. So, I mean, it's hard for you guys listening to see, but to Mel, you know that pink cardigan that I'm working on, which has the front and back post, uh -huh. um, you know, the Celtic cables all throughout the back. Right. That is also what you might consider Aaron crochet. Okay. So the reason why I have it as number A or point A in this episode is because I don't think it's a subcategory on its own. It's literally just Celtic cables. I mean, if I'm, I'm talking about in its own, in, in the most minimalistic form, it's front and back post double crochets throughout your work. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's just very cleverly placed to make, you know, to kind of have that, that weave. And like I'm waving look. my body as, as we are <laughs> yeah, talking. I'm, I'm, so I'm waving, like moving along with her. <laughs> <laughs> so it, that's all there is. Erin uh. Crochet. And so I don't think it's a subcategory on its own. Yeah. It's just, if you know how to do a Celtic cable, if okay. you know how to do a Celtic weave, and you know how to use maybe like put it in a piece, maybe have sections of them that are normal double crochets and have other sections that is, you know, using the Celtic, your final piece is considered Aaron crochet. Oh, the whole piece, I the see. The whole thing. It's the idea that you're incorporating these front and back posts uh -huh. cleverly to create a pattern that just transcends the row. So, so you're not talking mm. about individual row patterns, you're talking about all of them stacked together to make something that travels upwards on your piece as well as horizontally. Mm, I see. So I've just pulled up an image of it on my computer screen so that Mel can also take a look at it because I think it's um it's important that you also have a visual yeah. as well as, you know, the knee. It's, you know, me describing it alone is... Sometimes not, not yeah. gonna cut it. So now that it's on the screen, Mel, what do you think about it? Uh, it does look very similar uh, and familiar uh, in terms of it being the front and back post, and mm -hmm. that's what I'm familiar with. Mm -hmm. But but you also need to remember that in Erin Crochet, the front and back post is nothing structural. Right. So it's for it's purely there for a design element. Right. Okay. So yeah, unlike your the t-shirts that you've been doing, like the neckline and the you know the ribbing. Yeah. The purpose of it is to make it stretch and have that that look. Yeah. That t-shirt look. So it's yeah. semi-functional in that sense. Oh. Okay. But for like for example, this pattern on Erin, it's entirely. Just for design. Yeah, it's entirely design based. I see, and I can see that it's the whole piece is made out of the Erin crochet pattern. Mm -hmm. But if it's only like I work on a piece, on a part of the project, would that still be considered Aaron Crochet? Yeah, you see, that's the thing. I Does it or does it not? So because it's such a grey area, I don't consider it a subcategory. Right. You know, because you could maybe want to make, you know, a blanket, but only have one section with cabling. You know, mm -hmm. or like have very minimal cabling or very minimal what you typically call Aaron crochet. So in that sense, is it still considered Aaron crochet? What if I'm making a blanket but I only want the borders of it to yeah, be in there? Exactly. So is it still considered or or is it not? You know. So because it's this grey area, it's also part of the, of the reason why I don't consider it to be a subcategory because it's not like C to C where you cannot just C to C one area. Right. 
it's worked up in a specific way or like tapestry you can't just tapestry one <laughs> yeah, yeah tapestry a corner <laughs> yeah or amigurumi a corner yeah, <laughs> you yeah, get okay. what I mean yeah I, yeah. so uh, that for that reason if you're only gonna do one corner of the blanket or if you're making like for me I mentioned my cardigan uh-huh. if I'm only making the sleeves with you know this Aran crochet look is it still considered Aran crochet because majority of the piece is standard double crochet yeah if your answer is yes then you know you've kind of proven my point that it's mm. not about it's not a subcategory it's just a very cleverly placed front stitch. post double crochet yeah. stitch or treble or whatever you use yeah and if your answer is no it's not considered then so even if I use the same techniques and you know pattern but only for one section then it's not considered Aaron crochet because it's not the whole piece so you know like what is it is it or is, is it, it not yeah. so again like I say for that reason I don't consider it a subcategory it's just a type of stitch it's just a really interesting type of stitch that is popular enough to confuse people into being a subcategory yeah okay so that's number A number wait, wait what did I say Point A. No, number A. Number A, okay. So let's go on uh, to number B. Number B is actually something that I quite like the look of and mm-hmm. it's called the Bavarian Square. Oh, sounds okay. fancy. Let me pull up a picture for you. Here you go. What do you think? Wow. Yeah, it's, it's so... nice, right? <laughs> so It looks pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. So the Bavarian square or, you know, the Bavarian Can you spell itself, that out? it's B-A-V-A-R-I-A-N. Okay. Okay, so it's the Bavarian stitch or Bavarian square, also sometimes known as the box stitch. Box stitch. Yeah. So a Bavarian square is because that this stitch is mostly done to make little cubes that sort of stack oh, up on each like other. like a granny square. Kind of like a granny square, but more it's more QB like a C2C, for okay. example. So, because oh, okay. now we have the image pulled up for Mel to see, and actually, it's just again very cleverly placed double crochets in a shell. And the second row is also done like double crochets, it, like a shell, but into the back post of a Mel. Oh, okay. So, it creates a really interesting kind of overlay look. Yeah. There, there where it goes. Yeah. But it's not overlay crochet. It's just done in a different way so that it's very textured. And most of the time, this stitch is used to grow up into a square. like mm. Kind of like how a granny square grows. Yeah. But you use a particular stitch. Yeah, I And the I stitch see. is called the Bavarian square. Yeah. So how, how... Please explain to me how a square, like a Bavarian square, build up like a granny square would be a, a subcategory on its own. Because you would never say granny squares are a whole subcategory of crochet. Hmm. Right? Yeah. So why would Bavarian crochet be part of it? And also, the other name, or the other common name for this, well, stitch pattern or whatever, is the box stitch. And the box stitch is used if you want to create this pattern in a horizontal line and not in a square. Oh, okay. So if it's not a square, it's it's not a, it's not a category, it's not a genre, you know. So th- this is also why it's a grey area. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see that. I mean, on the other hand, if you are considering this as a category, mm-hmm. then my question is, why is Granny Square not a category? Yeah, then, exactly. Right? Like, because there's nowhere I've seen any anywhere, not even on the internet, does it say that a Granny Square <laughs> is a, a subcategory category. of crochet? Yeah. yeah, It's just something that you do. It's so popular. It's so, so, so popular that it almost becomes just part of something you have to learn in crochet. Yeah, because in the last episode, 
if you're talking about books, right? Mm-hmm. There are books just solely entirely, entirely talking about Granny Square. Yes, and there are books entirely about Mandela's and all yeah. that. But would you consider Mandela crocheting <laughs> a subcategory? Exactly. Yeah. You wouldn't, right? But there are some articles on the webs on the on the webs interwebs that says that you know, <laughs> stitches such as Aaron Crochet or Bavarian the box stitch. Is a sub subgenre on its huh. own. Yeah, that's weird. It's it's just it's just being able to identify that it's a stitch pattern that's unique. Yeah, that's it. But does it warrant a, a category whole category? On its own? Yeah, I think not. Hmm. So that's my point number B. Point number B. I'm just I'm just on a roll, you know, just combining <laughs> all these together. Cause, cause actually to write A B C D E on my notes. It's mm-hmm. also throwing me off because usually I list them by one, two, three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes I don't even list them at all. I just put, you know, dashes to indicate my, yeah, next, the point. my next point. So. Yeah. Point number C. Number C, yeah. <laughs> point number C is something called the Bosnian stitch. Okay. It's B-O-S-N-I-A-N. Mm-hmm. It's the Bosnian stitch or Bosnian crochet. And I will say that this particular pattern mm-hmm. or you know quote unquote subcategory does have its own tool but you can very well do without it and so if I pull up a picture of the Boston Stitch for Mel now and also you guys listening at home or wherever you are if you want to follow along with us and google it at the same time so that you have an image too you should totally do that because I think it's easier to have a visual image too yeah. so it would be cool if you are you know googling the image along with us so here is the Bosnian Stitch what do you think? Yeah, it actually doesn't look as complicated as the other two and it looks pretty similar to knit actually that's the whole point of this stitch is made up of entirely one stitch to mimic the look of knit. To mimic, okay. And so earlier I mentioned that this stitch uses, or this, I don't know what you call it, this pattern or whatever, uses its own tool and it's actually a really flat crochet hook. So it's basically if you took your crochet hook and you smashed it flat, (sighs) squish it, yeah. Squish it flat, (laughs) you get that tool. I see. And the reason why you need that tool, that flat crochet hook, is because this pattern is worked up entirely in slip stitches. Okay. So if you've worked in slip stitches, you know how hard it is to squeeze a round fat crochet hook into that really tight yeah. space because slip stitches lay flat to each other. So you kind of need a different crochet hook, which is a flat crochet hook, so that you can insert your stitch, oh. your, your knit, oh, knit, see? <laughs> your crochet hook into that little tiny slip space. Right. To yarn over, pull out a loop. I see. And pull through the first loop, under the second loop. And I so, because, you know, that's all there is. It's slip stitches. But I have made stitches like this using entirely just my crochet hook, my regular crochet hook. Yeah. Because you can certainly do slip stitches with your regular yeah, crochet yeah. hook, right? I've never seen a flat crochet hook before. Neither have I. Because, <laughs> and honestly, I don't think it's necessary. And this is actually one of the older forms of crochet before right. they discovered the world of, you know, single and double and half doubles and whatnot. But I actually used this stitch for myself to create back handles or belts. Oh. So you guys know that, oh, maybe you don't know, but in the past on our Instagram, we have posted that Mel wanted a belt for herself. Yeah. So I crocheted her a belt. And the belt that I did for you, it'll stand, it's, you know, it's sturdy, yeah. it's a thick fabric. And it's got all these little lines that look like knit. Uh-huh. And in fact, it's done in this Bosnian crochet. I see. So if you look at the belt that you have, it's basically slip stitches 
onto slip stitches onto slip stitches okay now I'm I'm gonna go and check it out so instead of doing a single crochet on my entire row I slip stitch from the front all the way to the very last stitch chain one mm. turn my work and slip stitch all the way back again right and, and then because... chain one and turn my work and slip stitch right. so again like I said slip stitches are really flat and they have a really tiny space so all you need that crochet hook for is so that you can easily push your hook through to yarn over pull up a loop. Yeah. That's all there is to it. So, do you consider this a category on its own? Well, I mean, it's just slip stitch, right? And it looks like knit. So if I wanted to look like knit, I would just knit, right? <laughs> I, yeah. So I think that's the whole point of it, which is why it's not so popular anymore. Because if you want it to look like knit, you just knit. Yeah. But actually, there is an Instagram... Uh, influence, I don't know what you call it, Instagram creator okay. that I follow. I think she's Spanish. I think it's like Alima Vera or something like that. She does all her crochet pieces or all her crochet clothes in this Bosnian crochet. And she herself doesn't even call it Bosnian crochet. She says, all my you know garments is just made using slip stitch. Oh. And in fact, the she she has an online course teaching you how to create these stitches. And all she did was, all she said in the video was, it's just a clever manipulation of where you put that stitch. Mm. So, and this this technique or what do you call it, stitch or whatever, is sometimes used to make um to work with color, because every stitch you pull up is kind of short. So you're not building a really tall. It's not like t tapestry where you change colors and every stitch sort of has a height. In slip stitches, it's very thin. Yeah. So it's almost like you're printing the oh, colour on, yeah. the pattern on. So in that way, a lot of people like to use this for colour work. And the final result is what looks like knit. Oh. But I have to say, in order for it to look like knit, when you're done with your piece, with your Bosnian, you actually need to turn your work 90 degrees. Because if you think about how it is to build up your stitches in your crochet, the line goes horizontally. Yeah. And if you slip stitch, you know, row after row, your lines go horizontal. But if you want it to have that knitted look, you have to turn your piece, again, 90 degrees, so that the horizontal lines go from top to bottom. Right. Or bottom to top. So actually, when you're crocheting in this in this Bosnian method, you're actually crocheting the width of the project and not the length. Okay, okay, yeah. So this is just another, you know, another way. Like an you say. Another type. So yeah. I don't consider it a subcategory. Because it's just slip stitches. Yeah. I know in the previous episode I talked about, you know, if it has its own tool, you know, like Tunisian, uh, right. it should maybe be classified as a category on its own. But in this case, all they did was smash a crochet hook up. <laughs> it's still a crochet hook. It's still a crochet hook. Yeah. And you can certainly do slip stitches with a crochet hook. And in yeah. fact, all of these stitches I worked, is anything remotely similar to a barbarian, like your belt, for example. Yeah. It's worked with my regular crochet, <laughs> crochet hook, and yeah. it can be done, you know? Yeah. It's not like without the tools, your work, you can't make this, you can't make this. You can, you certainly can. And so for that reason, reason yeah, you don't consider it. It's not a subcategory, okay? Yeah. So let's move on to point number D. And this next stitch is called the bullion stitch. And I realized that the past three stitches have all started with the with alphabet B. B. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going by any, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Alphabetical uh, uh, yeah, order? Yeah, I'm not because <laughs> I started with Aaron Crochet and then I went to all the oh, Bs. Oh, right. And then I realized that 
a couple a couple stitches from now it's a C. <laughs> but I swear I'm not going alphabetical. How do you spell this stitch? So this stitch is spelled B-U-L-L-I-O-N. Okay. And I've already pulled up a prepared uh, image on, on the computer so Mel can see so she has an idea of what I'm talking about. Yep. And basically this stitch has a really funny look. Yeah. I really don't like this stitch because it looks like a caterpillar and it that, that just gives me like the mm. it's just yeah. like crawling feeling yeah, you're down right. your back. It does look a bit like cocoons, right? The individual stitch. Yeah, and it's basically really stiff rolls, kind of like coils being coiled around something. Ah, that creates that look. Yeah, but actually it's a very simple stitch. All it is is you yarn over like eight or nine times and then you crochet around that post itself. So okay. you make a double crochet and then you yarn over nine times uh-huh. and instead of going into the next stitch, you go uh, back onto the own your oh, post that you just did. Okay, okay. And then you yarn over, pull up a loop, uh, pull through two, and yarn over again, pull up a loop, pull through two, and you do that around that previous post you just did. Okay. And that creates that wrapped around look, kind of mm. like a puff stitch. Instead, in, instead of going into the stitch itself, you're going into the previous post that you just created. Mm. And I'm sorry for that squeaking. That's my chair. That's my really old chair squeaking away. So that's all there is to the bullion stitch. Yeah. And this stitch is used a lot actually in free form crochet because it's so textured. So they will use the bullion every now and then to create just a difference in height and look right. and visually. And I think it's quite nice actually in free form because when it's that there you go, that chair again. <laughs> when it's um dispersed throughout a very big piece, it looks pretty nice. Yeah. But when it's just a row after another row after another row of this they, like caterpillars like, yeah, side by side, yeah, it looks a bit odd. E, it looks it looks scary to me, especially if your yarn is not like a luxurious <laughs> silky looking, yarn. Yeah, looking it yarn. looks like a fat furry like maggot. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I don't know what what kind of image you're trying to put right now. So if you can imagine a really like a grub, right? Oh my! With all the rolls on the side. Like tires, like the Michelin Man, you know, but yeah, like yeah. in a worm form. Oh. To me, the bullion stitch looks like that. that. Yeah, that's what it looks like, yeah. And it feels, it looks so gross to me. I feel like it's also not practical on a piece of clothing because I, I would worry that something would get caught or like, mm-hmm. how do you wash it properly? Right. I can imagine all the fluff getting stuck on the dirt. I just, you know, I'm so so picky about being able to clean my things well. Where Where is this stitch uh, usually used on? Um, sometimes it's used as a border. So oh. you can do the bullion stitch um, horizontally as well. So it's used as a border for like blankets or something like a thicker fabric so that you can create that nice, you know... Like puffy just, look. Yeah, just something different or interesting at the end of your project. Um, like I said, other times it's used in freeform crochet yeah. where it's, you know, kind of dispersed throughout your piece to create that additional texture look. But apart from that, this is not something I see often okay. in regular crochet. And so maybe that's the reason why people think it's a category on its own. But you see, it's just being able to cleverly decide where you're going to yarn over, pull through, and how many times you yarn over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about think about it. The more you yarn over, the more, more rolls yeah. you get, you know. Yeah. So you could get a bullion that's not so fatty. <laughs> fatty. <laughs> or you could get a bullion that it's extremely fatty, depending yeah. on what you how want. Many, yeah, how many rolls. So I think if and if you're looking at an image of a bullion stitch now, yeah. tell me it doesn't look like a cocoon or a worm or a grub yeah. or could, a caterpillar. You know, could it be that there's no other stitch like that and it's so specialised that 
that people think it's in a category on its own. Well, well, you see, but that statement could be applied to any stitch. Right. The shell stitch. Yeah, there's no other stitch like that. You know, the puff stitch, which is why, you know, <laughs> it's like saying there's no other Ines th- uh, in the world. Yeah, that, therefore, so you need a category you, on its I own. Need, Everybody needs one, yeah. yeah. So I am like a human, but maybe you're a male and you're not. Yeah. You know, so we're all part of this world of crochet stitches. Mm. It's just that we have different characteristics. We look differently. I'm not trying to discriminate between one stitch or another. If you like this stitch, you like the stitch. Full stop. Yeah. There's no debating, you know, about that. Yeah. But does it warrant a whole category on its own? So just where I choose to, you know, yarn over, pull up a loop would be a, a would constitute a different category. Yeah. You know, what about linked double crochets or half double, extended half doubles? I'm yarning over, pulling up from a different place, you know. Yeah, so exactly. To me, I don't consider this as a subcategory mm-hmm. therefore it's in this it's not a subcategory <laughs> list <laughs> yeah. but it is an interesting stitch on its own mm. so that's that's my conclusion for the caterpillar look like I almost stitch. say caterpillar stitch but that would be wrong of me to do that because I might confuse somebody into thinking it's actually called the caterpillar stitch <laughs> yeah yeah it's not it's not that. it's this is not the caterpillar stitch this, this is the bullion called cap- caterpillar stitch no, oh, oh shoot <laughs> you look like okay sorry my bad so you see if you are confused somebody else will be confused okay <laughs> yeah let's just let's just take away only one thing from this portion okay mm-hmm. of the stitch it is not called the caterpillar stitch <laughs> there is no such thing that I know of uh, called the caterpillar stitch okay yeah but it does look like a caterpillar okay so that is my moral of the story. Okay, okay yes, so moving, understand that. Moving yes. on to point number E. And we are halfway there on our list. So we have four more, E, F, G and H. Mm-hmm. So now this next stitch is called the broomstick lace. And I don't think I have to spell this for you because it's quite <laughs> a common stitch as well. Uh-huh. It's not an obscure or funny one like the bullion or the... Bosnian or whatever. Yeah. So the broomstick lace is quite common and you can find many variants of it on YouTube. So just go type in broomstick lace. Okay. Now this stitch is called the broomstick lace because like our previous stitch, you do need a different tool for this one. Mm-hmm. Not really a different tool but an additional tool. And in the past, it used to be a broomstick. They oh, used that's to... why it's called broomstick. Yeah. So they literally used to use a broomstick the stick itself and crochet around it okay and then basically you slide stitches off in sets of four and it creates a long tall really lacy looking design yeah hence the name the broomstick lace but nowadays we can use really fat you know fat uh, knitting needles you can use any stick you want you Mm. can so the bigger the stick obviously the taller the stitch would be because how this broomstick lace is made is that you basically yarn over really tall yarn overs. You know, you pull up your loops really tall around yeah. the broomstick. So, I mean, again, the taller or the fatter or the thicker your broomstick is or your stick is, the more you have to yarn over. Yeah. So it produce, produces a taller stitch. Yeah. And all you do afterwards is just, like I said, slight stitches off in sets of four and then you single crochet four times into that space so it's a little bit of a technique to try and get used to it's not as simple as working in one regular row yeah you kind of need to handle having two different yeah exactly having to have another thing that's you know part of your your work 
but it's not used in the way that a knitting needle yeah. not not entirely not entirely used in the way that two knitting needles would be used so the reason I don't consider this a category on its own is that it's just a stitch mm-hmm. and in fact when you look it up on YouTube some some videos would say broomstick lace stitch or the broomstick stitch you know and it's right. just it's just yarning over and pulling through <laughs> it's just everything in crochet is yarn over and pull through but it doesn't always have to constitute a different subgenre or category yeah. because it's it's different it's just different in fact this list should be you know interesting interesting yeah. stitches oh. to to figure out just sounds like a specialized stitch i would use the word specialized specialized because, yeah. yeah that's a really good word but then again it's just it's not it's not a subcategory. Yeah. Where would you usually use a stitch like this? <laughs> because it looks so funny, yeah. right? Yeah. And you, it's quite hard to place where you would use something yeah. like this. It's so different from the other stitches. Actually, it's not that different. Uh, the second part of this name is called the broomstick lace. Uh-huh. So actually, it produces... If you use the correct yarn, of course. I mean, everything is also dependent on the yarn you use. But if you use the correct yarn it actually creates a really nice, light, airy, lacy look. So sometimes people use it for a light summer shawl or if you want like a really light top. And it also produces quite a thin fabric. So if your yarn is slightly thicker, you could use this as a way to combat that thickness of the yarn. And also because, you know, you pull up so much loops, you're basically working with straight up strands of yarn. Yeah. It has a really light a light, soft, drapey feel to it. So sometimes people use it for anything that you would do in place of lace. So sometimes oh, I, see, I see like on tops, you could do the entire back panel for a summer top. Okay. You could do an entire scarf with it. You could do the edge, the edge of um, of any of your like clothing or any sort of border. Mm. You could do. You could use that also. Yeah. Yeah, so, just to create that lace look. Yeah, just to create that lacy look. Or you could create like a really large piece. I've seen on Pinterest a really pretty picture of someone the someone making a a curtain or like oh. a window curtain like just a small window but their entire curtain is made in broomstick lace so that you do have that lace covering over the window yeah 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 but it's entirely crochet and done in this way okay and they use a really nice light uh, silk mohair yarn so it's like light and furry and like soft and it's like really drapey and so this stitch does have its beauty mm-hmm. and no one's denying that because it's quite a, a pretty looking stitch yeah it's and it's and it's interesting to be honest, I've tried this stitch before and it's quite, um, it's like, wow, it's something entirely different altogether. Yeah, yeah. But it's not a sub-category. There so, you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like the theme, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everything's like, oh, it's pretty, but it's not but, this. Yeah. It's pretty, but. And I know I'm very technical and very um, criticizing. What's the word? Critical? I, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, my gosh. It's, <laughs> I'm so critical of whether stitches are considered category or not. Yeah. Because I feel... That if you if you list it as a category, it's very misleading for somebody that's new or beginning to learn something. Because I do have people coming to me and saying sometimes, and this doesn't happen too often, but they do come to me and say, I want to learn a particular technique of crochet called, you know, this, whatever. Let's just say broomstick lace. Uh-huh. And then I try to explain, okay, but first you need to know how to chain, you need to know how to do a double, you need to know how to single, you need to know how to pull up. So then we need to practice, say, like the puff stitch because you need to pull up. And then they go, no, 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 no. Just teach me this. I want to learn this uh, genre or category of crochet. I don't want to learn the regular crochet. And then I have to say, but this is crochet, you know, but you have to learn all of that. First, yeah. First, and it's just how you put them together. Like I said in the previous episode, all of this is just clever permutations of just regular basic foundational stitches. Yeah, yeah. 
and then it kind of busts their bubble a little bit and then they get really not annoyed but like disappointed and just frustrated that they had a wrong understanding and they've paid all this money to take a class and basically they're not learning what they wanted to learn and you yeah. know sometimes or, you know the journey is a lot longer than that yeah a lot longer and a lot it's not any different than they thought they were getting yeah. you yeah. know so i feel like when we when we list really pretty stitch patterns like these as categories on its own it puts out it's almost misinformation yeah. to some extent and that's why i'm so picky about what stitches I consider are true subcategories or not. And in fact, with mine, like beaded crochet or freeform, someone might argue that it's not a subcategory also. And, you know, you might be right. But, you know, it's... Then again, with crochet, it's... Uh, nobody really knows where even crochet came from. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of hard to argue if there's a right or there's a wrong or not. Yeah, and I totally agree with you on this because as a beginner and, you know, somebody that don't have that much knowledge of mm-hmm. crochet, I understand crochet as being not so not a complicated craft yeah. so when I do search categories of crochet you mm-hmm. know for this episode um, there were just so many and I really got very confused Definitely. and there were a lot of words that I've never seen before <laughs> yeah. while having to work with crochet so yeah definitely confusing yeah and I think I think also the internet is not the safest place to trust. And you know the irony because we are posting this on the internet. But it's not really the safest place to get your information um, just off of one one source. source, It's also good to go and buy and find books. You know, go to your local library, look for books and also look for information outside of the country or area that you're from. Right. Because crochet is so vast, I think really to get a good understanding of what it really is or, or what it's not... You also need to consume this information from other sources and not just where you are. Yeah, definitely. Because that's, you know, that's how like Facebook works, right? Yeah, yeah. That you see one advertisement and they keep giving you that yeah. based on your algorithm. And it's also the same if you're constantly searching the same things and saying or calling them or naming them the same way. It's just going to pull out the same information for you. Yeah. And then it becomes confusing. Yeah, exactly. So we have a lot of American sources and British sources of crochet, but I feel like, you know, the the crochet industry in like the east in the Asian places like Japan or Korea or mm-hmm. Singapore or China or what or Russia maybe, they have a different understanding of things. Yeah. That yeah, of I course. find it is very different from uh, from the American or the British crochet. And I'm not, not slamming anybody. I think everyone's crochet is beautiful. It's really down to the individual person. Yeah. But there are a lot of interesting patterns that I find that are Russian. Or... Wow. <laughs> What's that going on? The expressway. <laughs> there is some motorcycle like <laughs> racing going on on the expressway. Okay, so... Again, basically all I wanted to summarise was that it's good to take information from other places so that you don't, you know, confuse yourself into what is a genre and what is a category or what isn't yeah and as i was saying there are a lot of really nice patterns i found that are actually japanese patterns yeah and japanese crochet creators my gosh they just have a different and it's the the japanese grannies (laughs) (laughs) they just have a different way of putting crochet together that makes it look so elegant yeah and i think it's very telling of like the japanese the way they they view their craft you know, like, you could be in apprenticeship for 10 years, mm. 20 years, and still not even consider yourself a master. Master, yeah. So I think it's very telling of their uh, attitude towards work and learning a craft, and they place so much emphasis on craftsmanship. Yes, yeah. Therefore, I think that also applies to their crochet, and they really take these stitches out of what, you know, it out of what it, it usually is used and create 
are able to create something so beautiful and wonderful? Anyway, I'm going on a really long ramble. Let's go back to where we are now. The boomstick lace. Yeah, I think we can move on to the next okay. point. <laughs> okay, let's move on to point number F. And this next stitch is something that I have done before many times and I think you'll know it when I tell you. Okay. Uh, it's called the clothesline crochet. And I think you may not know the name of it, judging by your confused face, but you've definitely seen me do it before. Clothes line. Yep. You know, okay. like how you hang your clothes uh, on the line? It's yep. like clothes line crochet. Okay. And it's basically crocheting over a cord or a rope. Oh, okay. Yep. yep. So a lot of people use this for like floor rugs or like baskets mm. or something that is more, you you require the strength. So you, the strength of the material, I mean. Yeah. So you don't use up so much yarn by doubling your yarn over and over again until it becomes thick enough you basically just hold a rope over your work and you crochet single crochets around that cord very similar to how you would do it in tapestry mm -hmm. where you sort of crochet over it by hiding it in the stitches oh my god if you can hear that like yeah wet yucky it's not sounds, me <laughs> it's whiskey we have a we have a, a jar of nuts here oh it's, don't shake it it's um Cran dried cranberries and like almonds and uh, uh, just roasted nuts and almonds, pistachios, cashews, some dried cranberries. Yums. And he is just going crazy yeah. over there. I hope he, he doesn't drool on me. <laughs> so, clothesline crochet is basically working over there. And I think it got it got its name because it's very similar to how you drape things over the clothesline. Oh my uh -huh. goodness, he's so distracting. I think we should put him down. Yep, okay, dog on the floor. <laughs> okay, so these clothes line crochet, I'm quite sure it got its name uh, from how you, you drape clothes over clothes line. Right. And you sort of clip it down so the clothes line is sort of hidden in the work. And also, I do believe that the initial rope they used were clothes line in, in the ah, very beginning. okay. That cord like uh, material. Yeah, yeah. So they would hide and bury that into into the crochet work and it gives a really strong sturdy piece yeah so this pattern is used very often for baskets and whatnot mm. like i was saying clothes floor floor rug or whatever yeah and in fact mel has a basket that i yeah, made a mini one by her bedside to put you know like her watch and her bracelets and rings or whatever and i don't the reason why i don't consider this a category is because you're just combining materials in a different way anybody that's worked over their tails or worked <laughs> over a lot of tails yep, know yep. that that portion would naturally be slightly thicker, especially if you're hiding more than one tail in that same strip of work. Yeah, of course. Yeah, then your work gets slightly thicker. And I, I just believe it's a natural progression of thought to put something way thicker in it to create that sturdy feel. Yeah. And in fact, when I was crocheting, and I've been crocheting in this clothesline method for quite a long time now. And when I first started, I didn't refer to anything. I didn't even know clothesline crochet was called Closely, yeah. All I've been telling people is to just bury a rope in your work, bury a rope in your work, and I didn't even have a name for it until much later on when I discovered that it's called clothesline crochet. Yeah, that there was a name and for that, this. Yeah, yeah, and that there was an actual name for it. And so if I can figure it out and just work something out just based on how burying my tails feel like, then this stitch doesn't... This is not a, a category. It's just a stitch pattern. Based on what I'm hearing, right, it sounds more like a technique than <laughs> like a category on its own. You know what I mean? Yeah, and actually that's how I feel as well, personally, because it's just special techniques. And actually yeah. what is 
techniques. What are techniques? It's just a different way of yarning over, a different way of pulling up loops, a different way of wrapping your yarn around things. It's yeah, exactly. You know, and like I said, all of crochet is is that that's all there is. And people like to make crochet sound a lot more complicated than it is. Or sometimes they over hype up the world of crochet. Yeah, and this is what I've been feeling the whole time. <laughs> that it just sounds like people are over complicating it, you know? Yeah, and they make it sound like crochet is this wonderful complex thing, which it is, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Like yeah. you can be complex yeah. without needing to be complicated. And I think that's where people don't understand the difference and they like to compare that with knit in their right, way. Right. So like people like to ask me which is more complicated, knit or crochet? They are both complicated, yeah. but are you talking about complexity of stitches? Are you talking about, you know, the advanced level of it? Are you asking about stitch patterning? You know, how many stitches you need to use? So, let's say in a broomstick lace, all you do is single crochets, basically single crochet stitches, but you do it in such a way that you have a really pretty lace. Yeah, yeah. So, in that case, would you consider that an advanced stitch? If you only do, you know, one single crochet One stitch. long single crochet, yeah. Yeah, and so to me, these are all special techniques. As exactly. long as you understand the basics, the whole world of crochet is open to you. That's yeah. what crochet is. Let's not talk about Tunisian because that's, you know, Tunisian is entirely different. It, whatever you know in Tunisian, you're really pulling up loops in different areas and looking out for something different. Even the stitch definition is slightly different. Yeah. So, yes, I would definitely agree with you that these are... Definitely more techniques than yeah, subcategories right? mm -hmm. on itself. So moving on to our final two stitches, stitch oh. patterns. We are so close to the end, guys. Hang tight. <laughs> the next one is micro crochet. Micro crochet, like yeah. micro. Okay. Like micro, like small. And that's basically it. <laughs> it's just small crochet. crochet on a very small scale. That's it. Oh. <laughs> so you use really, really small size um, crochet hooks like under one millimeter like 0 0.9 or 0 0.8 okay. you, you usually use 0 0.9 or 1.2 sometimes and it's just really 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 tiny crochet and you would incorporate these really microscopic crochet into jewelry or earrings mm -hmm. and yeah. you know I'm a big fan of Skillshare and when I googled crochet on Skillshare there's not a lot and not not sponsored by the way okay this is just me using Skillshare there is a crochet artist on it that does micro crochet and she uses um, embroidery thread oh. to crochet with so you can imagine how freaking tiny and small it is yeah and she yeah. incorporates that into her chain jewelry like bracelets and right, earrings right. and she has like a metal element to it so there's a wow. there is a place for micro uh, crochet but it's nothing different. Anything you do in regular crochet, you can do in micro crochet. It's just all you're doing is really tiny. Yeah, all you're doing is bringing it down a scale. And that's all. I see. Is it a subcategory now? Would you consider it a subcategory just because you use a different hook size? I think not. Yeah, a bit a bit difficult to justify that. Yeah, I can't justify what am I doing that's different yeah. apart from the hook size. So if you're using a 4 and I'm using a 2, then do I consider myself a micro <laughs> artist? I don't know what yeah. you call it. <laughs> so that's, that's the next point. Okay. Now let's move on to the final, final point. Number F. Oh wait. Number F? F, G, H. <laughs> My alphabet's upside down. H, the very last one. And that is... Irish crochet. And Irish crochet is kinda, it's basically lace motifs. So if you know how to do a circle, if you know how to make mandalas and granny squares, mm -hmm. 
you basically use thinner yarn and create a, a circle or mandala that looks very lacy, light and lace. So it's a lot of open spaces, basically how you'd imagine crochet lace to look like. Uh-huh. And then they're just connected together in a join-as-you-go method. Oh. So it's basically, it's it's kind of like how you piece together your granny square. Okay. It's just that you, you're using lighter, delicate materials, a smaller, kind of like micro crochet. <laughs> Maybe not so micro to that level, but you use like a two millimeter crochet hook. Really thin, lace weight yarn. You crochet, you know, like nice motifs. Have them, you know, a lot of them together. Put together, so, yeah. And then you join as you go. So as you are crocheting your second piece, you just connect it to the piece with slip stitches right. or chain stitches, however, as you go along. And so, that's yeah. literally it. So basically, again, this is like a specific look of, yeah. of a stitch. So yeah. I consider this quite similar to Aaron Crochet, the very first one we talked about, Yeah. where when in Aaron Crochet, you have the Celtic crosses and the final look of your piece with all the Celtic crosses and the overlays and all that, you, you would consider that Aaron crochet. In Irish crochet, if I were to isolate one entire circle or portion or motif on its own, would you still call it Irish crochet or Be is it just yeah. a crochet motif? Yeah, because uh, it only is considered if you put all, all of it together, right? All of it right? together, yes. Okay, I see. So because of that, I don't consider it a category yeah. on its own. Yeah. So if I wanted to, I could very well just isolate one motif and work on it and stick it onto my <laughs> yeah. regular cotton t-shirt like an applique. Yeah. I could do that. Is it and, Irish crochet? Yeah. Do I consider it Irish? At what point does it start becoming Irish crochet and what point does it stop? You know, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I see what you're saying. So, to me, you know, something like Bavarian and all these stitches that I've mentioned in this list all sort of work by that rule. You know, at what point does it start becoming this category? Yeah, and what point does it not become this category because it's a stitch pattern? Exactly. Let's talk about the Boolean stitch we talked about earlier. If I want just to have a row of Boolean stitch in my, you know, in my top, mm -hmm. do I still consider this piece like made up in Boolean? Or does it just have a boolean stitch border? <laughs> yeah. And if that's the case, then it's not a subcategory. Yeah, because, because it cannot be a subcategory. It's just a border. I can crochet. I can crochet. Um, let's say a C to C blanket, a scarf. Let's say six, a scarf. If I finish my C to C scarf and I go around the border and make a boolean stitch. <laughs> yeah. Is it? <laughs> what is it then? What is it? <laughs> is it a category? Yeah. Or if it is a category, where does it fall into? So is it C to C now? Yeah. Or is it the Boolean stitch? <laughs> it's like we're starting to sound like a conspiracy theory channel. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what is it? Or for example, the Bavarian square. Yeah. If I make many, many Bavarian squares and I piece them together like a granny square to make, say, a dress, uh -huh. but I use really, 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 really thin yarn, uh -huh. is it now Irish crochet? <laughs> hmm, something to think about. <laughs> something to think about. So, I hope you've enjoyed our our list. Yeah. The many subcategories of crochet part two, but also known as the I don't consider this crochet <laughs> subcategory list. Oh, actually, I do have two that you have not mentioned, and I'm just wondering uh, where would you put this under? Um, finger crochet. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, from what I've heard so far, and you, you know, you explaining it to me, it just yeah. sounds like a technique to me as well. Um, to me, finger crochet is just regular crochet. It's just that you've misplaced your crochet hook, <laughs> <laughs> or you want to use, you know, your really thick yarn, 
and you just want to use your hand and crochet, you can do that too. As long as you understand the thread path, as long as you know where to yarn over, where to pull up. Yeah, over. right. If I ask you to put your hands in the air right now, can you do that for me? <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, both hands. Both hands, Imagine yeah. you're holding tension in one hand. Okay. Okay, and in your other hand, I want you to yarn over, pull up a loop. Okay. And pull, yarn over, pull through two. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. You're basically doing finger crochet right now. Right, I'm just using my hand like a crochet Yeah, hook, okay, right? you can come back now. <laughs> okay. I'm actually doing it, guys. <laughs> yeah, so she's actually doing it. So if you... And, and you listening to this as well, you can already feel how that feels like. Yeah. And sometimes I, I do that to myself. I walk around the house and I'm trying to figure out a stitch pattern. My hands would be going like, yarn over, pull through two. So it looks like I'm a music conductor, you know? <laughs> but I, in my head, I'm going, yarn over, pull through two, pull through two. But I go in here, pull up, and then I go in here, pull up, and then I yarn over, pull through all four loops. Does it work? How would it look like, you know? Yeah. And so the act of doing that with your hands is basically what you do in finger crochet. Yeah, which is the same thing, right? It's the exact same thing. Like I said, you've just lost your crochet hook. Okay, then the second one is Uh something that you use often as well uh, for our handphone cases. It's Mm -hmm. the double or multi... uh, um, uh, Multi Multi-strand? Yeah, multi-strand. Yeah. That's basically marling your yarn. Yeah, I've seen people mentioning that it's a category on its own as well. That it's its own category to yeah. pull two strands of yarn? <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah. So I was a bit confused, right? And, and I'm familiar with it because you, mm-hmm. you use it. So mm-hmm. so for that particular, I, I would call it a technique, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was wondering why it's a, a category on its own. I would wonder why it's a category <laughs> on its own because all you're doing is holding two strands of yarn. Okay, so let me pose this question back to you guys, okay? If I'm holding a really thick yarn, like um, like a bulky weight, and my yarn splits into two, uh-huh. and I just grab them together, Both together, yeah, and crochet and continue crocheting the two strands together because it, for some reason split. Is it a technique of its own, or not? Mm-hmm. Or how about maybe people use two different like kinds of yarn? For example, maybe a thicker one with a, a thinner one, for example, um, and okay. that could be something entirely different. So this is something that is related to let's talk about in, in relation to your question, in knit. It's very common that in knit, we combine two strands of yarn together. That's where DK comes from, actually. Oh, okay. That's where the word double knitting comes from, because we hold two strands of yarn together. And the reason for that, and the reason why knitting a yarn that's for knitting is a little bit thinner, is because they intend for you to mix your own Ah. fibres with it. So your cotton acrylic blend, your silk mohair blend, your linen and mohair blend, Mm -hmm. your you know, your linen cotton blend, your acrylic cotton blends are just people holding two strands together. Oh, okay, I see. Because if you've ever knit fabric before on regular yarn, you know that it creates a really thin, really yeah. thin piece. Yeah. But what happens when you want thicker yarn? I see. When that's you want something you use... thicker, you okay. want just a little bit more body or weight to your sweater, you use two strands together. I see. So which is why DK weight is used to indicate this category of weight of crochet, or, or yarn, sorry, not crochet, but it's regular, regularly used in knit. So they knitters, especially if you're really, really, really advanced knitters, you tend to want to create your own fabric and fiber content. So you hold and buy two strands. Oh, okay, I didn't so know in that. that That's case, interesting. Are they knitting or are they not? Yeah. Is yeah. it a category of knit? Is it called double knit? Double knit. <laughs> I mean, double knit is the weight of the yarn, but yeah. is it called like I don't know what's it's it's not another word. Right. So why okay. should it be any different in crochet? 
I see, I see. Yeah, you're just yeah. holding two different strands. So now I could, my, I could want to crochet, you know, something for myself. I could have two of the same color, maybe a pink linen yarn and a pink mohair yarn. Yeah, and it's really, really thin both, and I want to combine them to make a thicker yarn. What do you think your yarn is <laughs> apart from made up of different plies? Yeah, actually, yeah, that's, that's if true. If I twist that's true. the both of it together, I wrap it in one ball and I sell it to you as that. You're not going to know the difference. <laughs> so does your ignorance make it such that you're not? you're doing something different or, or are yeah. you not? Yeah, because it's a term on its own, you know? Yeah, Yeah, but the term is used to indicate yarns that have two different colours together. Yeah. So people understand that if you say this is a red and blue yarn, is it a red yarn with blue splotches? Or is it a blue yarn with red splotches? Yeah. Or is it mild? So if it's mild, then you know that you have really two definite, two defined strands twine together yeah, yeah. so you can expect that kind of colour variation mm. when you work on when your it, piece yeah yeah I understand so that so that's all there is and I <laughs> I would be confused why anybody would say yeah marling your yarn is considered a, a, a category a category or, on its or, own yeah, yeah exactly so there you have it I mean <laughs> my list of things that I don't consider crochet subcategories yep. and I just want to note that the only reason I've put in or I've compiled this list I, I'm sure there are many that I've missed out on but I really wanted to make this list based on the ones that I see most often right so when you do a google search these are the things that you see the most commonly pop up and which is why I felt that it was important to tackle this particular list of, cro of crochet stitches or yeah. stitch patterns or categories because they are sometimes listed as, you know, categories, yeah, categories which, you know, are not, yeah. are not correct. So just to recap, this is Erin Crochet, the Bavarian Square, also sometimes known as the Box Stitch. We also have the Bosnian Stitch, the Bullion Stitch, the Broomstick Lace Stitch, Clothesline Crochet, Micro Crochet, and Irish Crochet. Mm -hmm. And you notice that half of these things on my list end with the word stitch. Yeah. Which I think <laughs> is a really, really, really good indication yeah. that it's a stitch. Yeah, at least this is something for you to think about. If you do come across, you know, uh, another mm -hmm. word or another term that we have not mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, at least you can do your own research to decide to figure out, yourself yeah. whether it's, you know, it's actually a category on its own or not. And to build on that, if you do actually find different crochet stitches or patterns or another true subcategory of crochet, please throw them my way because I'm really interested in learning all the different subcategories yeah. with the exception of amigurumi <laughs> because it's just not my jam. But everything else I'm open to learn. But yeah. and, and even with amigurumi, I, would, I know how to do it. I just don't choose to do it because it's just not my interest. But I, I would never not want to learn. I would never ever say, no, I don't want to learn this. Yeah, or not try it. Yeah. yeah, because I believe in trying everything once and I'm like a sponge, you know, I love knowing things and reading about things and I just love learning in general mm -hmm. so if you do come across any other types of crochet that are you know you do think are crochet subcategories throw them to me messages on Instagram and let me know because I would love to try and in fact I'm always on the hunt <laughs> yeah, for, for a true subcategory yeah. because like I said the list is not that big right Amigurumi Freeform Tunisian Beaded Crochet the list is not that long so I'm always looking to expand this list and with everything, it it can only make me better at my work. I can only learn something yeah. new. Yeah, I so agree. So I'm always up for it. So. And, or even if you have a different opinion, you know, please share with us. 
Yeah, be kind though. <laughs> be kind, but most of you are kind anyway. But very kind, very kind. So, if you wanna, if you have any other questions or if you wanna talk to us about this or have your opinions to share, you can find us on Instagram. We are at Crooked Crochet SG. Some of you have already sent messages to say hi, and we love reading them. Or you can email them to us if you have a longer question. You can find us, or you can email us at crookedcrochetsg at gmail.com. All this information will be in the show notes anyway. Or text me directly. iMessage me or WhatsApp me. You can do that at plus six five nine one two seven two seven four three. And then again, new episodes every Sunday. So we'll see you next week. Don't worry, we'll have an episode. We're going to fly away to another country, but we will pre-record... You will still hear us next week. (laughs) We will pre-record another episode tomorrow, and that will be quite a fun episode. And, um, you know, to prep for next week's or next episode, we will need to walk around our house for a little bit on a little hunt, and we will present the results to you next week. So keep, keep, you know, keep that on the top of your mind because next week will be an exciting episode. So Definitely. Wish you luck in all your crochet journeys. And I definitely fun. am bringing mine, my whips yeah, yeah, overseas. Yeah. I haven't decided what I'm going to bring yet. <laughs> I already know what whip I'm bringing overseas with me. We shouldn't be because it's we're supposed to chill and relax. Uh, yeah, that's true. Crochet is my chill and relax time. So. <laughs> so with that, I'll let you guys go. We'll see you in the next episode. Don't forget, next Sunday. Yes, have a happy Sunday, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.